Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's that button for? I hit the wrong button. Here we go. It's 1235 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Again, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. We've got literally hundreds of texts uh, coming in. Uh, this just on the Connor McDavid situation on whatever it takes, the uh, documentary that took place, and some thoughts on the All-Star game. We'll bring John Shannon in momentarily. Uh, this text from KS says on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, Bob, when I found out how bad things were for Connor, it scared the hell out of me. I'm so glad they never let it out. Connor is the greatest talent to ever play in my view, and yes, I do remember a lot of the greats. I still get an uneasy feeling to think Connor's career was in jeopardy. I'm an Oilers fan, but I realized he means the world to us Oilers fans. In fact, the NHL better realize what he means to the league as well. Uh... Uh, Bob, my PVR quit halfway through the documentary, whatever it takes, when the power went out. Do you know when it'll be replayed on TV? Uh, what I saw was excellently done, and I need to see the rest. I don't know. Maybe John Shannon might know. I know that he tweeted out today something about when it's, when it's going to be on the States. Uh, John, just do you know, do you have any idea right now when it's going to be replayed again in Canada? Uh, Feb 5. And Feb 19. There we go. Uh, creative consultant. Oh, hello. hello, Bob. Yes. Hello, Bob. Well, they know it's you. Like, come on. You're like, you're more than a regular at this stage, John. Yeah, maybe. And I thought you were just coming to town to, to say hi. I had no idea that you were, uh, you know, doing the double secret handshake. And uh, anyhow, uh, I like this one from iMac. Can you imagine if the media knew TMZ would have been uh, teaching reporters and cameramen how to skate? Uh, that text comes to us. Uh, how about this? Michelle says, Bob, I watched the Connor piece twice. First time I was wowed. Second time I saw it for what it was. Excellent brand management and marketing. Uh, I, well, I don't know if it was excellent brand management and marketing, but I, 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 I do think that, I mean, what's the general response, John? Is it, is it hard to ask you since you worked on it? Or do you think you can fairly uh, delineate sort of what people have said to you on the documentary itself? Oh, I think 90 to 95%, Bob, the reaction has been amazement. Uh, I, I do think that uh, there's a ton of people that are shocked about two things. First of all, that it was kept quiet. And the second thing was the amount of access that was allowed in order to get the footage that was used. Um, and, and certainly Connor and his people have to be thanked and congratulated for that. So it, uh, it, 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 I, I've listened to everybody that... Uh, that messaged in, that that, that uh, got to you, texted in, and uh, nobody's wrong yet. So from that perspective, and I and I agree. I mean, I think it is, is strong brand management. Uh, I think that it's something that uh, 
uh, we might see more athletes do in the future. This text comes to us from the two Brads. Bob, that Connor McDavid documentary was absolutely fantastic. Watched it twice. Don Metz does a wonderful job producing his documentary. So well done. I just can't believe how close we were to losing Connor this season. What a beast uh, to rehab that injury. So there you go. There's a, another uh, perspective out there. Uh, I, I, You know what? I mean, oil change had some limitations, uh, John, as you know. The fact mm-hmm. that Don wasn't working directly for the Oilers, do you think that allowed... And obviously he needed to get consent from Jeff Jackson and from the McDavid camp. But do you think it allowed for a different type of... I mean, look, you've worked in television for... Well, you're 88, so let's uh, at least the last said, just kidding. Right. Yes. No, I, I know you're like your early 50s or something, but uh, uh, a little bit older than that. Uh I mean, this just keep, just keep talking, Bob. You're uh, gonna bury yourself one more time. Just well, keep talking. I, I mean, why so? I stop here. If I'm gonna go down, I'm gonna I'm gonna write a book. All the stuff I really knew about the Edmonton Oilers and never said. How about that? But uh, no, and I'm glad. I'm glad. To be honest with you, John, I'm glad I didn't know about this. And I know you mentioned you. When did you join this whole project again? Uh, we we were actually doing a debrief today, and I think it was the 18th of September. Okay. Because I think Don said on Friday, like, I think there's a perception of, of some people out there that the McDavid camp and Jeff Jackson, you know, they were they were working on this the entire time in July and August. And that's not really the case, is it? No, no. And, you know, in fact, the, you know, a ton of the footage that was used uh, was basically supposed to be used for private uh, discussions and uh, updates for everybody involved so that... So that, for instance, Tracy Wilson, could, who who is in charge of figure skating, could deal with the people that were in gymnastics, and Mark Lindsay would send video to Ken Holland and to Bob Nicholson. So it was done basically for internal use, and then and that once the discussion in September occurred about, hey, uh, this is really a compelling story, uh, then 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 they said well, we said well, we don't have video, and you know Mark Lindsay piped up and said, hold on, I I have tons of video. Uh, and uh, and w- what the interesting thing for me was how creatively uh, Don and his people uh, used the video because uh, to to make sure that the quality of the video was maintained at a certain level. It was it was fascinating to see. John, a couple other things I liked. I liked the fact that they started the show with his highlights before the injury, and ended the show with the highlights after the injury, and after the and rehab. You tell I, it, and, and you. You couldn't tell the difference, could you, really, in many ways? No. I like the deployment of music. And how hard is it to how hard is it to get really smart people to sound smart but not condescending? You know what I mean? Like it's because it's a, because they, they, there was a human aspect to it. Like a lot of people have texted and said, Bob, Connor's parents, like you could feel the pain of what they were going through, you know, and the challenge, like that, that's a tricky thing, Don, to pull off. I tell you what, Bob, one of the, 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 the magic things about this was the ability to sit and talk with doctors and with specialists, people who uh, know their businesses inside and out, and be able to ask them, hold on, what do you mean by that? And, and how will the guy who is living in Leduc or in, in, in Stony Creek uh, or, uh, or, or, or Stony Plain understand what they're saying and and you know not to say it dumb it down but to speak in the language that the rest of us understand without using latin and and 17 degrees 
so from that perspective, I think that that was really an important process in, in the interviewing of, of people like Dr. Lindsay and, and trying to keep it as simple as you could so, so all of us could understand it. You know what furthers it for me, John, is, is I watched Connor on that first Eastern road trip. I must have said to Jack, I don't know, 60 times, I can't believe how good he is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of like, uh-huh. like, I, I know Leon's playing. Like, Leon had an unbelievable October. Leon might have been better. than Leon might have been the best player in the NHL in October. And then obviously, you know, when, during the 13-game or 14-game and 23-day stretch, he had a tough stretch there plus-minus-wise. But I was sort of in shock. of, And then I didn't even, like, when you factor in what he had to overcome, it's a little bit scary, don't you think? Yeah, and and it, 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 what what I think when you talk about that swing wet, uh, east, Bob, is is you can see Connor's confidence grow, uh, and you can see uh, as the rest of the league got to see uh, his strength. And there there there's an actual possibility that Connor, his, his knee actually might be stronger now than it was before the injury. And that really is, and, and I'm not just saying that. In talking to the experts that were in the documentary, many of them agreed that he could actually be stronger. And really, the mental aspect. The, the other part, the other part of the documentary that I, I think really Gary Roberts explained, and a few others explained, Tracy Wilson as well, was the mental aspect of all of this, and and how to make sure that Connor stayed focused, yet wasn't distracted by it, and wouldn't overtrain. And, and wouldn't spend too much time uh, doing stuff. Uh, and that, to me, the mental aspect where Gary Roberts now says certainly part of his strength is, is, to me, key to all of this. John, you know this. As players get more experience, they tend to get more giving with time. You know what I mean? Like, And, and where I'm going with this is Sergei Fedorov, Tito Solani, the Sedins, uh, Shane yep. Doan. Those guys would hold court when they'd come in uh, with their respective teams in a, uh, you know, Rexall place or Rogers place and that sort of thing. Do you think that by doing this with Connor, and it's not that he's not, you know, like he's, it's not that he's curt, but he's direct, especially on game days, and maybe it's a byproduct of having his game face on. Do you think by doing this, maybe that opens up for more dialogue moving forward? I hope so. Uh, and by the way, I, th- I think we have to be more respectful of Connor on game days. Uh, you, you know, and this is, you know, this is one. He's he is one of the most focused players I have seen in my 93 years in the NHL, Bob. Uh, when it comes to focus on game days, uh, to me, he's tantamount to most goaltenders when it comes to focus and and the mindset, even at 10:30 in the morning. A lot of guys can do it. Connor and and it's it's difficult to sit here and knock the success when he plays as well as he does. Uh, when you say, well, he's you know he's you know he's just putting in time to do the interviews. Uh, I do. Think I didn't he, say he that, become, John. No, 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 no. I, I did. I said yeah. it. I, yeah. I, I, I I said it because I, the one one thing I would say is that Connor knows his obligations. Yeah. Connor knows exactly what he has to do and and the role he plays. And I think he's also, uh, quite frankly, learning through all of this is that, you know, and this is something that Wayne was so good at. Masterful. Was that, well, absolutely. But Wayne would say that if Wayne acted that way, that gave permission to all the other players in the room to act that way. 
so that it, in reverse, well, if Wayne does that, then I have to act that same way too. And Connor's shadow, and I think that's something he's starting to learn. Connor, Connor's shadow is so large that he knows that he has to lead by example and I think that's I think that's coming I think this documentary was part of that yeah I think you saw a side of McDavid certainly in the interview that uh, that was done that made you feel that Connor uh, wasn't just that guy doing the seven second or eight second clips at the morning skate how many times like how many times did you actually do one-on-one uh, interviews what'd you do like six seven eight nine fifteen how many did you end up doing I think we did 17 in in total um, between uh, Edmonton, Toronto, and Kingston, Ontario. And that was from September 18th on? I think our I was just looking at uh, my notes uh, uh, this morning. Uh, Our first set of interviews were done October the 18th. Wow. Okay. And did you? And I mean, just, I, quite not, frankly, quite frankly, the the turnaround that Don Metz did and his production team did to turn around all this content and all this footage uh, to produce the quality of this broadcast uh, in such a short period of time is phenomenal. Well, I love the fact that they had the goal against the Leafs. I mean, that that just for me <laughs> that that's a whole other story. Uh, and and how many times? Like most of this obviously was not done on a game day. That's it's still there, John. Do we lose him? Oh, man, it sounds like we lost him. Something happened there, Brendan? Yeah, it looks like it might have. We'll try and uh, we'll try and get him back Do here. Do you want to see if you can get him on the landline? That sure. might be a better way to yep. go here. Let's do it. Yeah, again, um, Bob loved whatever it takes. Incredible story, an amazing recovery. So fort- uh, fortunate to watch uh, this talent on a uh, uh, regular basis. Hey, Bob, how come Bob didn't read any of my Tiger Woods surgery texts? Is it because Tiger played in the NCAA at Stanford? Go Sharks go from our Sharks fan, Fear the Fin. No, it's because I've got about 680 texts in. Sorry, Sharks fan. Sorry, John. Uh, I was just going to say, you did 17 or 18 interviews with them. I'm going to guess not many of them took place on a game day. John, you still there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, we didn't do we didn't do anything with Connor Game Day. All right, no, that's, that's fair to say. All right, look, uh, yeah, so it's it's a it's a wonderful thing, and uh, it's going to be it's obviously, but Judge John, it's about the same as what you're getting. It's ninety to ninety five percent of the people are well. The Oiler fans obviously yeah. are elated that he overcame that. Doesn't surprise you. I got to ask you just about Kobe Bryant just to wrap up. I mean, it's a real sad story. Uh, I was trying to think of anything, anybody else who sort of high-profile athlete passed away at a relatively young age and something like this. Uh, somebody brought up Roberto Clemente. That's going back a long time. I don't think he quite transcended, with all due respect to Clemente, who was a brilliant uh, baseball player and was actually on a, a mercy mission uh, for flights when he passed away. I think that was 1972. Uh, yeah, just your thoughts on the passing of Kobe Bryant. Well, uh, I do think, uh, you, you know, as a generational athlete, I mean, I, he's he's up in that same echelon like a Connor McDavid uh, in the basketball world. And, and uh, you know, over in my time, you know, again, uh, as old as I am, I mean, the, the, the Tony, Tony Lima was a great golfer, died in a plane accident. Uh, Clemente, Payne Stewart. Uh, you, you know, there was a time, 
when uh, these types of things were riskier. Yeah. Kobe used to fly the helicopter all the time. Yeah. Kobe used to commute via helicopter uh, to practice and to games. Um, it's really a shame. Uh, he was iconic. Um, uh, the world has reacted, I think, uh, as most of us expected, if we lose somebody, uh, and not only to, for Kobe to lose his life, but his 13-year-old daughter as well. It's uh, it's something that breaks your heart and makes you want to know, it makes you make spend time with your family a little more important. All right, uh, let's move on. we got a Battle of Alberta coming up on Wednesday. Uh, a lot of fans have already texted us, John, on our Ashley Finefloor's text line about Buddy Robinson, who uh, I know a little about Buddy Robinson. He's not a tough guy. He's just a big guy that can play a bit at the AHL level. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your thoughts on what we might... These games tend to be, frankly, overblown and under-delivering. What do you think is going to take place on Wednesday? It's funny. I actually think the All-Star game and the fact that Leon and Connor, and certainly Connor and and Matthew, uh, talked and know each other might have diffused a little bit of it. Um, and, and you do wonder about that. At the same time, we know how important these games are now. Yes. Partic- you know, games in their division, and, and Bob, not only that, games in your division, and to win games in regulation. Those are the two factors that are going to be key important. I expected a tremendously emotional time. Uh, I can't wait to get back at it. I mean, I'm looking forward to hockey starting. That's why I don't think we can expect to have two weeks off for Olympics anymore. This gap is really hard to take. Uh, all-star game in Florida next year. Edmonton on the radar screen in the next 24 months? I think we have to make sure that uh, Ice District is finished first. Uh, and when everything is finished, I think it's fair to say that, uh, and if you can pinpoint when that is, I think it's fair to say that Edmonton is certainly back on the radar for, for all-star, uh, as it should be. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been a while, uh, you know, and, and let's face it, if if we all know what Ice District has done for downtown, and if the world can come and see it, all the better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, hey, by the way, the women's game, on the all- that was awesome. Uh, I, I actually re-watched it because I was uh, at a different game that night, as you know. I thought it was terrific, you know, a highly intense game and a lot of passion going on out there. And it was good. It was fun, man. And, you know, maybe at some point we'll get a – we'll do something sort of Canada-U.S. Maybe we go a little bit younger for a three-on-three tournament around the All-Star game as well. That might be a good idea too. Hey, John, great stuff. We'll talk. Are you coming to town Wednesday? I, I am not. No, okay. I'm not. I will. Uh, I will talk to you on the f- on the phone on Wednesday. All right. Thanks a lot, there, forty year old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to love you when I was a kid. Yeah, I hear you. Twelve fifty three in Edmonton. That's John Shannon. We'll take a quick time out, and this is Oilers now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty. Chad, a very approachable Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Six goals, 13 points, last eight games. Oilers 6-1-1 during that stretch. John Shannon was our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety's their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roost Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roost Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers Now sent you. And speaking of Oilers Now, we're going to do an Oilers Now roadie in March to Chicago to see the Oilers play the block. This package includes great lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with yours truly, and special guests, plus tours of Wrigley and Soldier Fields for the Oilers Now Chicago Road Trip. Call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. 
Again, you can text us at uh, 780-496-0063, Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ryan says, Bob, great hit with John Shannon today. Uh, and some... Uh, People are mentioning other high-profile athletes that have uh, pa- passed away far too young. Roy Halliday, Dale Earnhardt, uh, Drazen Petrovic. Um, all of those guys, terrific athletes. Uh, Colby, and it's a whole other level. I think we can agree on there. Um Hodgey has texted the show to say, Bob, there appears to be much criticism of Bob Nicholson relative to his communication while recruiting Holland. Why would Nicholson disclose any more information relative to Connor's condition than what was public knowledge to Holland while he was still employed by a competitor prior to him being on the Oilers payroll? I think the majority of people out there that have worked in business 100% fundamentally understand that, Uh, Haji. I think they would be on board with you as well. Uh, Jason from Sangudo. Bob, the real reason Buddy Robinson is getting called up by the Flames is he's a killer. He has a killer turtle soup recipe from Jason. In is turtle soup a thing? I, I don't know. I you know, I think he's going to take the fight, folks. I'm serious. I think he's going to take the fight first shift of the game, get it over and done with. That's my call. Call me, and you know what? I could be 100% wrong, and I've been wrong lots before, and I'm the first to admit to it. 12.58 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and when we come back, we're going to hear from you. You can reach us on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. like to get your thoughts on whatever it takes. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.